We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's got it. Back to pass. Looking left. Rolling. It is caught. It's at the five. Diving into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Thing for sure is these guys they'll they'll grind it out every day and you know as a coach that's what I'm looking for and and certainly you know the quarterback position is no different I mean Stafford is one of the toughest guys we have I mean this guy just comes to work every single day it's just it's great as a coach because you know you just hey look we got to get better here's this let's look at this let's talk about these plays let's talk about these players what do you think about this from a game plan standpoint how do you want to attack this you know and you can have that and you can go to work that way you know that's what you want to do Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode five of the Pride Podcast. Uh, we're doing a little bonus episode this week. Uh, this week's a little different. We usually talk about the pregame or postgame talk of the, you know, Lions. This week we're going to do a little different one. We're going to do a Matthew Stafford discussion. As you saw in the first clip, where, uh, that was Matt Patricia praising Stafford. Uh, today we're going to say our opinions on uh, number nine. And, you know, just get everything off our head because, you know, it's a popular topic right now and everyone wants to know our you know opinion on Steph. We'll be getting a lot of requests. So we decided to do a, uh, a podcast on it, we'll do a whole episode dedicated to Matthew Stafford and our opinion on him. Uh, we're going to start off with Pierre and why you think Stafford is the guy or he isn't the man. All right. Well, we, they just signed him to an extension, right? So... Let's just get something out the way. They sent to an extension. So he's fresh on a one-year deal. He's still our guy, though, man. He has all the talent in the world. He has an arm. He's accurate. He doesn't have much help right now. He doesn't have a play caller. Um, and if you think about it, like, let's say they get rid of Stafford, right? Who the hell is the quarterback? What, are you going to sign Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, I've been saying this. I don't think it's a bad idea to have some type of competition. I mean, don't think it's bad to have a little – you know, a, a legit backup quarterback where, you know, Stafford is, like, making mistakes. You know, it, like I said before, I've said this before, I don't think, like, I think Stafford has a mentality is that he knows he's the guy, which is rightfully so. But, I mean, I think he has, like, no, I guess, how do I say this, pressure on him to, like, you know, because he never, he, he has no pressure that he'll be, like, not the guy. He knows he's the guy automatically. Who are you going to put in? Matt Castle? Who are you going to promote, Jake Rudock? I mean, those are not real options. You know, they're not NFL starting quarterbacks. I don't know. I just don't like that Stafford has no pressure and he just gets off the hook all the time. All right, all right, wait, let me tell you something, though. When is the last time Stafford, all in one year, had a great defense, 
a solid O-line, a good wide receivers, like not just one good, like a good group. I mean, we've had a solid group before, like last year. I mean, yeah, Tate. they started like, I think it was like 13 or 14 different combinations on the O-line, right? Yeah. And we'll rot this year. This year, well, this year, I mean, the O-line's been, a, they, haven't had, they haven't played well. And then the play calling has been predictable. It's been awful, too. Like, every first and second down, it's a run, run. Third down to pass. Run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. We know what's going on. Everyone does. I agree. But, like, what I'm saying is that we have our running back. We have our, you know, we have a solid group of receivers. I mean, maybe not right now with that Marvin Jones and Golden Tater not here. But I'm saying to begin, you know, the 2018 NFL season, we had a, a group of going into the season with Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate, um, and Marvin Jones, and you got a good running back in carry on Johnson. I just, when you pull the trigger on it, I guess, is my question. Well, you can't get out of this contract until like two and a half years from now. He has like this half year and two more years after that, they could release him or trade him. That's realistically. But I mean, if they were to get rid of him now, right, they just handed him 66 million last year. Am I right? Yeah. So, and let's say Bob Quinn goes up to four. I want to trade this guy. They'll be like, what the hell? You just paid him this much. I just paid him this much money. Why are you going to trade him? So he'll get fired too. If you get rid of Stafford, you're basically like signaling like a new rebuild and stuff. Malcolm, what do you think? I think it'll be a stupid move if they were to let go Stafford or trade Stafford right now. The thing is that this team has many, many holes. And to release a good quarterback who's durable, I mean, Stafford hasn't missed a game in probably four, no, probably the last eight seasons, he hasn't missed a start. Okay, I mean, I'm not saying completely blow up this whole, you know, idea of releasing him because that's just you know stupid at the end of the day because you're gonna have so much dead cap i'm not saying that i mean there's no i mean realistic solution where you're i'm not saying they're gonna even trade stafford it's not happening i don't see a realistic situation where a trade happens but i'm saying is is he the guy to get us over the hump like do i don't know if i could believe anymore he's the guy i mean 10th year in the nfl i expect the you know I've always been a Stafford believer, and I've never had doubts with him till this year. I mean, I don't believe a 10th-year quarterback should regress this much. I mean, yes, play calling hasn't been great. I mean, injuries happen. He's haven't had the greatest weapons, but I don't know. I just don't see a, where you take a big step down from even last year. Last year was pretty productive. I mean, this year it just took a big step down. I mean, I think you guys could agree with that. I mean, he took a step down for sure. Well, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question, man. Did he, did he really step down? I mean, right now we're what week thirteen, right? He's completing at sixty-seven percent right now, which is for a quarterback for a season that's really high. Yes, he has twenty-eight hundred yards, but again, we're in week thirteen. He has seventeen touchdowns, ten interceptions. All right, now there's still five games left. Like we're we're, we're looking at Stafford's stats now, like it's the end of the year. Boy, I mean, is it? I'm gonna give you a realistic stat, stat right now. Like, completion percentage, though, I don't really believe in that that much. I mean, he is accurate, but, like, you could just throw short passes all day, which is what this offense does. Exactly what we've been doing as well. Yeah. Yeah, which that's, is kind of stupid. you got to unleash that cannon of an arm. I'm not that, – like, that's why his numbers are down. He's used to chucking the ball downfield. He did it with well, Calvin. He did it last year with Marvin. This year, we're not doing it. Yeah, and when you pay a quarterback 27 and a half or whatever, $27 million a year, put the ball in his hands. I agree, but – I agree, I do, but you got to have some type of run game because you've seen what 
Lions could do with the run game. I mean, I think uh, I saw a stat. I think we are six and one now. If we've had a running back rush for seventy yards or more, something like that. But like, you you have you can't just go like sixty forty one. This we're a passing team, so you have to do at least like sixty pass forty run. They're running it on two thirds of their plays. First and second is a run. Third down, it's a pass. Defense knows what's coming too. All the routes they run are similar. Eddie Jackson jumped at Michael. I know it was a bad throw by Stafford. I get it, but Jackson read that thing from seventeen yards. He jumped the pit. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's what happened. Not... But what, what I was going to was with Stafford's stats this year is that um yeah he has twenty hundred yards. I mean it, it's low for Stafford right now, but I mean realistically, I mean if he these five games has left, if he gets two hundred fifty yards per game, which is realistic, I mean Stafford could get it, and two touchdowns, he's looking at you know four thousand another four thousand yard season. With 27 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, that's just saying if he doesn't throw another interception this year. So you're looking at a 4,000-yard season, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Is that a bad season for Stafford? But no. what does that? But what does that matter to me for finishing six and ten or whatever? Well, I mean, five and eleven. It's, I mean, I mean the, the losses don't all go on Stafford, though. I agree, but some of them have been on the offense and not, you know putting up points. And, I mean, last few weeks, the defense has played well. I mean, I think you guys could agree with me for the most part. Maybe exclude that one Chicago game on the road. The defense has played well enough to win games, I think. Yeah, I agree. But, like, also, I mean, you have to look at their, their tendencies. I swear I'm not lying. You guys probably do this, too. Don't you guys call the plays on, like, 30% of the time, know what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> their play calling is not good. It, it, just, it is what it is. That's what – look at why – while we got destroyed week one against the, the Jets, they said they came out and said we knew their sing- their hand signals. They knew our calls. I they mean, off season to prepare. That's unacceptable. It really is. I mean, that falls on Patricia too. He has to know that. He's okay. the head. It, it does. I mean, I mean there, there, there's more than one problem that's going on with the Detroit Lions right now. That it just wouldn't be smart to say, okay, let's trade Stafford, eat forty million, and then you know try to try to make a run in 2020, you know, because they, if they try to do that next year, they cut Stafford, lose 40 million. They're going to have, they, they're not going to have money to sign anybody. They're going to lose players. They're going to, ain't going to be able to sign nobody. A disaster. No one wants and, to and I have a quarterback. Well, I, a let's not forget though. Stafford also was well-respected by his peers around the NFL. They ranked him 31st like last year and the year before. I mean, one by the NFL. If Trey, if Stafford ever ended up, let's say, getting traded or cut, it it means you're entering a full rebuild. No, there's no way around it. I think. But what I'm saying is, is it a bad idea to go out and sign like a, a solid backup quarterback and give him a little pressure if he's not doing well, or you know, I mean, it just seems like he knows he's the guy. I mean, because he is the guy, no matter what happens. All right, I'm I'm fine with that in in like 2020. All right, Tyler, let's say you sign a backup. How much does a backup quarterback cost? Like a good backup? Eight, eight million, nine million probably. Eight or nine million a year, right? Or whatever. That's what I'll say. So, okay, but don't you want to fix linebacker, cornerback, safety, get a tight end, get a right guard? Why are you worried about quarterback? Because if, if you sign a quarterback, right, if you sign a high-end quarterback, yeah, Stafford will be pressured, but also you're going to have all these other holes. You're going to get worse. You're not going to get better. 
I've seen the same the same product from staff from the last ten years. There's no progression. It's been regression since, it's, and it's it's hard it, to see him regress. But I mean, it, it to me it just looks like he's regressing. It doesn't look like there's progression anymore. I don't know if he could you know progress. I think he's kind of what he is. I mean, he's right like an average quarterback to me. I think he's a top ten talent with the average quarterback. It's my opinion. Right. Um, Remember Matt Ryan like that one year he had a really bad year, and then they're like screw it, let's bring Kyle Shanahan. Right, they brung in Shanahan, and Shanahan turned that offense around. They went to the Super Bowl, they lost, and then after that, Shanahan went to the Niners. Right, they bring in this guy named Stark from Bama. His first year, he was kind of like iffy, like he didn't really know how to call. But their second year, which is right now, I believe, they're balling on offense. So you're saying a play, uh, a new offensive coordinator could change this whole thing around? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, but an elite one. You gotta, you gotta get like one of the best ones out there. But like what I'm saying is that we've it's not like Jim Bob Cooter's been the only play call for Stafford. I'm just saying I mean, where are these where are we getting these guys from if they're not, you know, succeeding? We've I mean, had, Lombardi count. Come on, does Lombardi count? Like this dude was a failure from the start. I mean, I guess. He's Linehan, like Linehan got good, but then he also like just stuck with the same shit and like he uh the teams knew what we were doing. He got predictable. He stuck with his tendencies. He never really changed, so he had to go. When you don't change as a like as an offense or as a coaching staff, you're set for failure. The Saints, the Patriots, the Chiefs, every year they change. They change every year. The Eagles. I, know. I mean, and another thing I want to bring up, man, is a quarterback is not set up for success if if he has nine 100 yard rushers in his career in a, well, in a ten year span. What there there is no quarterback right now. There's no quarterback in NFL right now that you say, okay, we're gonna have take Patrick Mahomes, and he, he's not gonna have a hundred yard rusher for his next ten years. And you tell me how far he leads that team. Well, do that with Jared Goff. Their offense requires it. I mean, Jared Goff struggles when their running game isn't going well. They struggle. I mean, their their running game is doing good because teams respect their running game. I mean, Kareem Hunt, who led the league in rushing last year, that's who that's who he has up back there. Todd Gurley's leading the league in rushing right now. Teams respect that. They still stack the box because when you're going to, when you're going against the, those teams, I mean, you're you're still trying to stop the run. Teams well, when they play Stafford, they never they, their game plan was to never stop the run. Every time Stafford got that field, the team defenses were they never said we're going to stack the box and we're going to stop the run. They no, they 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 play deep. They play two safeties deep all game. All game, I remember that. And I mean, but he, that he was successful with that. Without he, Stafford is actually. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to be biased or anything, but I swear you put Brady in that situation or Rodgers without a running like the team in Detroit, they wouldn't have. They'd be like Stafford also. They wouldn't like light the world on fire. You could you gotta remember. Him, but I swear I'm not lying to you. Look at Brady when he didn't have receivers in the beginning of the year. They struggled, right? They traded for Josh Gordon, right? I mean, I think Brady not, creates Brady creates receivers. He makes them better. Okay, I, I I have no I have nothing to argue about with Brady. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. same with Rodgers. He creates. Yeah, he, because he makes them. Like better. I said, those guys they're, they're on a pedal stool. If you bring him to Detroit, though, he wouldn't like he wouldn't like light the world on fire. He'd be like Stafford. Stafford put up good numbers. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know because, like I said, Brady Brady's a good. He's he's probably the best quarterback. Different probably. level. Arbery of all time, but he's Arbery. always had a running game. He's always had elite talent around him. Stafford has, but his, his, his offensive line 
the thing is, if he had a bad offensive line, he would struggle bad, badly. So but, I mean, I don't, Brady I don't gets know. rid of the ball quickly. I mean, so does Drew Brees. So do the Aaron Rodgers. They know how to get rid of the ball he quickly. Had all day to throw. He has the best O line right now. But like, whatever. Like, I'm just saying though, like those QBs would not succeed in this system, like the way it was like a couple years ago. Maybe now they would, but. I don't know. You could survive with freaking Riley Reef at left tackle and you got Barclay at guard, whatever. I mean, Riley Reef's playing well now. You see how he's doing in Minnesota? He's playing well. He's not playing well. Oh, I, th- <laughs> I thought he's, I don't know. It's all good. They overpaid him. It's all good. I don't know, thing, though. I don't like, know but. Guys, our O line, like Larry Warford left because of the O line coach. Like they were set up for failure. Larry Warford said, I'm not playing for Robert Prince. Screw that shit. I'm leaving. So they went and got Lang. But when can I count on Stafford to take the next hump as my uh, – take the next level, I guess. Okay, so this year is probably like – sorry. So this year is obviously probably like the wrap. Like it's not over, but it's like there's nothing really like whatever. It's so over. next year – yeah. So next <laughs> he has to take that next step. If he doesn't, it'll get, it'll get bad in Detroit. Bob Quinn could be gone. Matt Patricia could be gone. Next year is a disaster. They, they might have to rebuild. Well, well I've – I, I've said it. Sorry to interrupt, but I've said it. If I, I'm giving Stafford another year, I'm not totally giving up on him right now. Not, you know, I'm giving him another season. But like I said, if they don't make the playoffs next year and you know don't pull off a playoff win, when do you actually look at you know maybe looking for quarterback options in the draft or a backup quarterback in free agency or something like that, like a Chetty Bridgewater? I mean, when do you start looking at these options? If let's say we have another you know disaster next year or a uh, Eight-win team next year, something like that. Let's just example. I'm I'm actually okay in 2020 for them to draft a quarterback, not to start, um, to bring them in, uh, maybe you know bench them for for a year or two, um, see how he progresses and see how Stafford handles that pressure in 2020. I mean, in 2020, Stafford's going to be what 32 years old, still young for a quarterback. But if you have a good talent as a backup, a young talent. And your quarterback is 32, 33, you know, possibly 34. Stafford's contract is up in when he's like, what, 34, 33? Uh, yes, I believe uh, so. He's like 30. Right now, he's 34, I think. 34, 33. 30, 30, 30, 33 or 34. So when Stafford's contract is done, runs out, or he's maybe in his last year, and then you have that young guy back there, and he's actually progressing really well, he can handle the pressure, he's noticed it in practice, then, yeah, maybe they can – transition away from Stafford maybe three years from now, possibly if if the results are the same. But like I said, I don't believe it's his fault. Yeah, and if, if that does happen, if that does happen, it's just an unfortunate situation for Stafford because like I said, it's not his fault. It's because, you know, he, he actually inherited an 0-16 team and they haven't really given him the tools. I mean, they gave him, Cal- they gave him the best receiver in the game. They gave him Calvin Johnson. But they ain't really give him the tools to succeed in this league. They never gave him a running back. Stafford never had – he never had a – he had Reggie Bush, got him 1,000 yards, which sounds nice. 1,000 yards sounds nice. But if you think about it, that's only 60 yards per game. I mean, 60 yards per game is not bad, though. It's not yeah. bad. But, I mean, give Stafford a guy that could give him 12, 13, 1,400 yards in a season. Give him a guy that could possibly – League the lead in rushing. So I look at the 2014 team, and they still didn't get a scrap playoff win. I mean, they had guys like Kelvin Johnson, at Golden Tate, Reggie Bush. I mean, a top two run defense. 
I know Reggie you want Bush, to say. I think, I think so. Reggie Bush declined that year in 2000. When did he legally? When did he get thousand yards? Was it 2013? Like that Reggie was, Bush got. That was his good year in sports. He had a good. Year. It was. It was 14, 2014. Yes, I believe him and Drake Bell like had 500 yeah, but that year, though, they picked up that stupid flag. All, I mean, I know like it doesn't count, but I swear that counts. They had two drives after that, though. It's not like the game was over from it. Yeah, it momentum. I agree, mom- mom- I, was gonna say, I agree momentum could have changed. And, you know, that game was BS. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, but, I mean, the I good court. I don't know here, too. I'm, I'm just saying. Or to be Green Bay. Hard Cowboys fan, he said they should not have picked up that flag. Like, and I was like, yeah, and Destin didn't catch it. He's like, yeah, he caught it. But, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, but I think the game wasn't over at that point. And they blew a big lead from the first half. They had a lead. They were controlling the game. And they took their, you know, took the pedal off the gas pedal. And I don't what know. Is it Stafford with that play calling, being conservative? Well, the O-line was awful that game, too. I remember. Who was that one player? He, like, sacked Stafford, like, two or three times. Um, was it Demarcus Lawrence? I think it was his rookie year or something like that. I forgot. It might have been Lawrence. Uh, it could have know. been. Like, like the last play was like a bump or something. He dominated that game. Let's say we have a year. Like, let's say Stafford plays the way he's playing this year, next year. Do you explore options? Is JBC still the coordinator? No. Okay, I mean, it just depends. <laughs> He's not the coordinator. You have a healthy... This next coordinator, because some coordinators struggle their first year, and then they, like, they pick it up, like Sark in Atlanta. It just depends, you know? I don't... I mean, it depends who are his receivers, too. Like, is it's Marvin... You know, it's still got Marvin and Kenny. And then maybe another... More than that. That's not going to work. Well, they will... I, I mean, I, I hope they get more options. I think they will. <laughs> yeah, who's he have at tight end? Because Luke Wilson, Levine, Toilolo, Michael... No disrespect to them, but they're not one tight ends. They're more like two or threes. Yeah. Respectively. And... They need who's their right guard? Who do they have at guard? Like, you know, it's like I don't know. It just depends. I want to see how they like address because they need they got needs on defense too, on every level on defense. Offense too, you know, need a guard, need a tight end, need a couple wide receivers. We'll see what they do. Okay, before exploding on Stafford and blowing that up, if they don't get a playoff win next year, you blow Bob Quinn, fire him. Like I said, it just depends. If there's injuries or what they do, it just well, depends. I- I'm saying the players he brings in, and they don't. That's another disaster season. Oh yeah, and, if he misses his draft and misses on three yeah. games, I mean you need depth players as well. You got to succeed on depth depth players as well. So I, I mean, I look at it as bigger for Bob Quinn as well. They need to like they need to address this team before it gets ugly. It, their window is now. Their window is now. I'm saying that's why I'm saying where do you start looking at options at the quarterback position because the window is thinning. I mean the Chicago Bears are getting strong. The Green Bay Packers look like they're just doing a little retool and they should be back soon. Minnesota Vikings are kind of just where they are now, which is a very solid team, playoff contention team. I mean, where do the Lions fit in with those, you know, other three teams? I don't know. Continue to build around Stafford and call it a day, man. Can't you can't get rid of you can't get rid of a good quarterback when he's durable and he's there, and you know he's putting he could make every throw. It just doesn't make sense to get rid of him and say he's the problem of what's going on in Detroit. I mean, if they were to make a new GM and a new coach, I think that coach and GM would still want nine as a QB. I mean, I mean, why would he? 
his arm is, you know, obviously a, a coach's dream. You want that arm, but if you're not using it, what's the point? I mean, he hasn't done. I mean, he's done the same thing as. I mean, he's took us to a playoff, but he hasn't got us a playoff one in ten years. I mean, there's got to be some certain, some certain expectations for Matthew Stafford eventually, where we just can't keep letting him off the hook. I guess. That's why I'm saying, where do you start looking at options at the quarterback position? Because the window is thinning. I mean, the Chicago Bears are getting strong. The Green Bay Packers look like they're just doing a little retool, and they should be back soon. Minnesota Vikings are kind of just where they're at now, which is a very solid team, playoff contention team. I mean, where do the Lions fit in with those, you know, other three teams? I don't know. Continue to build around Stafford and call it a day, man. Can't. Can't get rid of you can't get rid of a good quarterback when he's durable and he's there and you know he's putting he could make every throw. It just doesn't make sense to get rid of him and say he's the problem of what's going on in Detroit. Just like I said, I'll give him another year. If they don't get a playoff win next year, I'm panicking. I'll say that. But let's also say this: we're talking about. It all depends on why. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you, I'll give you my explanation when that happens though. If if it does that, if we're in this if we're doing this talk next year, I'm gonna be there's gonna be some explanations. I'll have something by then. So what I was gonna say about Stafford is that man, he's 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 proven as well. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have the wins, um, the the playoff wins in his in his own resume, but Stafford proved that he could sling the ball around. You know, he threw five thousand yards in 2011. He proved that he could throw 41 touchdowns. You know, he proved that right now. I think. He does actually hold the record in the most comeback wins in the season. Um, oh, and another thing I want to say. I mean, he's not been clutched all this year either. And I think you guys could agree with me on that. I mean, the, the thing is, the last game, can, can we pin that on Stafford? I mean, that, that first interception, I pinned that on Stafford. Can we okay. pin that last Michael Roberts touchdown on Stafford? I mean, like I said, it was a bit overthrown pass. But, I mean, Roberts could have done a better job breaking up the pass and forcing a fourth down. I agree, but he dropped about... on that route. But then yeah, you look at all right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you another example. The Cowboys game. Well, Stafford let us let us down. And that's there's nothing you can do with that. That was a defense. I mean Ezekiel well, Elliott. Got... Exactly, but he got that go ahead score in the last two minutes of the game. He yeah, got the that last touchdown. I mean, so he had one. I mean, the defense let us down that game. Now the Seattle game. Uh, you know, I mean, he had chances. He had chances he, at Seattle. He, game. he did. He did have chances at Seattle game, but he's not. He's not perfect. You know, I know that. He's not. He's not perfect. You know, he makes mistakes. It, it it happens. But is he a is he a is he a a bad quarterback? No. You know, he's still a, he's a really good quarterback. Um, my opinion, he's in my top ten. Is he is, is he is he playing like it this year? I mean, no. Nope. Play calling has been questionable. He doesn't have a really good offensive coordinator, but is he playing like a top ten quarterback this year? No, but is he a top ten quarterback? Yes. He's talking about talent. Look at his career. He's a top ten quarterback. Just got to put pieces around him. Got to get him a better coordinator. His receivers can't separate. What do you want? Receivers can't separate. They can't have to like chuck it in the window. What do you want him to do? Like, I mean that that's been the last what two games I believe the Carolina and Chicago game. It's been all and Minnesota. And Minnesota and Seattle. I mean, he had, I mean his those... we- he had his weapons those games, though. Yeah, they couldn't separate, though. Okay, he could yeah. have weapons, right? But if they don't create separation, like, it's doo-doo. It's nothing. Yeah, Oops, like Marvin Jones in that Seattle game, Marvin Jones had that one catch 
that one touchdown catch, and then after that, they were having troubles getting separation. They can't beat press. I mean, nothing against Kenny Galladay. He's young. I think he's going to learn how. Okay, he's but Mar- get better. Marvin Jones, they double him. They press him. So, and then Tate was obviously the little security, but he's gone. Ebron, Ebron was our best at creating separation, believe it or not. I read it the other day. Ebron was the best, and he's not here. So you take two of Stafford's security blankets, right? You take them away from him. What do you expect to happen? And these guys can't even separate. You just have to press them. I mean, I, I agree at a certain point. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like I said, he's not, he's not set up for success. And this year, the play calling just destroyed them, to be honest, man. And I think, like, I'm not going to lie. Last year, like, I think a lot of this falls on Coach Patricia as well. He kept Jim Bob. I don't care about that, but he has a lot of say in the game plan, and I don't like the slow pace offense bullshit. It's pissing me off. That was Stafford's idea to keep Jim Bob Cooter, though. Okay, yeah, he could have kept him, right? Okay, whatever. He kept him, right? It doesn't matter. But I don't like, because you could tell Patricia has, like, his little, they're doing stuff they didn't do last year. And the yeah, stuff they're yeah. doing isn't really working that well either. They want to control the time of possession. I get that. But when you control the time and then the other offense explosive, they score 14 straight, it's going to take you forever to score. You just can't. Then you'll have no time. Fourth quarter, it's done. You're down. Game's over. You I mean, can't... it's hard to control the time of possession if you can't really run the ball. That's like the main thing of controlling time of possession. Take shots, dude. Like, I looked up today. The Lions have the fewest explosive plays. Last year, they had one of the most. This year, they have the least. Yeah, I think they're, they're in the top 10 in office last year. But, yeah, again... Like- or yeah, but that's when that's when Jim Bob was. I mean, he was hot. He was on fire. Jim Bob yeah. was new, fresh, Patricia. brand new goals. He was I, hot. Patricia is not like loading the arm because if I'm, you look at their plays, they're a lot different than last year. They're not throwing deep anymore. It's kind of pissing me off. I mean, they're not designed. They're not designed to run deep right now. For a veteran quarterback, don't you think you step in and you know tell your offensive coordinator we want to switch up the plays? I mean, it doesn't look like he. You know, wants to switch it up either. He's not, you know, he can make after, after getting after getting sacked ten times in one game. I don't think Stafford's in the. You think he likes catching touchdown? Just throw like five yards every pass. You think he likes that? I mean, I mean they haven't changed. So I mean, it, I, know I, he, I know he wants the big plays, but is this team right now set up to have those big plays? They're set up for failure, to be honest. They have no one. I mean, like a, they. <laughs> If he gets some speed, like some real speed on the offensive side, I think we could, you know, be explosive again. Calvin Johnson used to, used to run a 4-3. Yeah, you know, we had... I mean, let's not, Calvin's like, he's in his own class. He's like him and Julio. Like, you know, yeah, I know, I know. But when I'm saying, like, he had that speed to stretch the field. I mean, Marvin Jones could stretch the field, but he hasn't or... really done it as much as he did last year. Actually, he was winning all those one-on-one battles. Every time Safford saw Marvin Jones one-on-one and threw it up, Marvin Jones came down with it. Yeah, but this like, year it's been a little different. Stafford did overthrow a couple of San Francisco games. He overthrew. Yeah, that. I was gonna say San Francisco played, game. He played bad that game. Yeah, he, he had, had a bad, bad game. But like, I think I, I like listened to it today. You guys know Chris Sims from Bleacher Report. Yeah, he said Stafford's basically going through like a culture shock. So like Patricia wants him to like. Just like take a few like few short pass here and then take one shot, versus like the past couple years, just like all right, get a shotgun and just throw darts all day. That, that that's that's what that's what Brady does. 
Well, this is not the Patriots. I hear how they keep bringing Patriot Stafford and Syracuse Staffords. It doesn't work, man. Our assistants, like nothing against them. I know they probably worked their pass off, watched a lot of film or whatever. No disrespect to them, but our guys don't even look prepared half the time. Well, that falls on coaching, yeah. then. Coaching. Head coaching and assistant. I don't like Patricia Staff that much. Do you guys agree? I agree with that one. I agree 110%. You hired Tyler as defensive coordinator, all right? <laughs> and they kept JBC. The tight ends are just a mess right now. I mean, like even Jared Davis. I want to see that jump from him. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's kind of like worrying me to be honest. Yeah, we thought he was going to take that big step. We thought he was going to take that big step this year. Maybe he's learning a new scheme, I guess. But we'll see what happens next year. I love Davis. I think he has a lot of potential. But I want to see, like, a like not inconsistent. I want to see, like, consistent football with him. I think we could agree that probably maybe besides the New England game and maybe the Green Bay game, Miami, uh, game. Miami game, I think we could agree that it came unprepared to start a game every game this year, besides probably those three. Yeah, and you look at that, though. Miami and New England, Patricia knows those teams really exactly. well. But I don't know you how know. he drops the Ag Dad bad versus the Jets at home. Huh? I said, I don't know how he drop the Ag Dad bad versus the Jets at home, you know, being the same. Hey, he, honestly, what, what pisses me off, that entire offseason, he knew them inside and out. They, they, like, they didn't change nothing. They didn't even add nothing new to the offense. Just now, we saw, like, this is what's, like, what pisses me off for real. Not even during the five I think it was after the um, Seattle game. Stafford came out with a new play. Was it after the bye week? It was um, after. No, he got it the Carolina game, I believe. Yeah, he got it the Carolina game. So, yeah. So, they, they waited that long to create new plays. Why didn't they do it during their bye week? I mean, <laughs> I can't tell you that. <laughs> that's just like, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they take long to adjust. Even like Malcolm, we said it too. Cover one, right? It didn't work for two games, and they, they kept doing it. And then they're like, screw this. We're going to switch it up. They're going to do it all year. <laughs> we could all agree, though, like he's still our guy right now. And Tyler, what I was okay. thinking about, sorry to interrupt, um, they tried to draft Josh Dobbs two years ago, I believe. And last year, they, they looked at Loretta. So I wouldn't mind taking a developmental quarterback in the third or fourth. Okay, that's fair. Because like, I, I was, was going to use that recommendation. He won the sixth or seventh because Brad Kai and Jake Rudolph, I mean, nothing against them. They both suck. They're not, they're not good. I mean, you're not going to – you have to find an absolute steal on the sixth round. You're not, you can't expect to find a gem in the sixth round to eventually take over your st- – right. that's not true competition. What I want competition, a guy that – like a third-round pick where he could potentially step in eventually. Fourth. I'd say fourth. Okay, fair. Fourth. Fine. Third, fourth round. No That's later it. than that. But, like, I don't think he'd necessarily, like, compete with Stafford. I think Stafford would groom him. Like, you know, um, I like the Patriots did it. Well, Patriots don't really count. I think they'll just groom the backup as a starter. Kind of like what the Saints did with Teddy. They went and got Teddy. They traded a fourth for him, right? No, yeah. it was a – they traded a third. So, Brees probably going to retire in a year or two. He's, like, 39 or 40. And then Teddy comes in. So, I think they'll groom a guy. I think it kind of clicked for, I mean, Breeze. I mean, I think he knows he couldn't mess up. Now he has, a, like, a very solid backup, again, you know, behind him. Big Ben, you know, he was pissed off when they drafted Mason Rudolph because he knew they had a solid backup around him. You know, if you know he messed up, there's a chance, that, you know, he could enter the game. Same with Josh Dobbs. I mean, I think it's not a bad idea because Stafford knows Matt Castle is never going to replace him or Jake Gurdock is never going to replace him. He never has that pressure against him. 
because I mean he hasn't really had a hasn't really had a bad season in a while. So I mean you gonna bench him with a rookie if he has a bad game? Well, not not the season, but I mean bench him a game, make a statement. Remember, I believe it was the Arizona game in 2015. They benched him for Dan Orlovsky. I mean well, that's they, not a they game. did. That game, the O line was that. That was Lombardi. The O line was a mess. You don't want him to get hurt. It was like in the third they were getting killed. I'd bench him too, but you can't just flat out bench him. Now you paid him. He's your franchise. If you bench a quarterback, you're having mixed thoughts. He's your franchise. You can't bench him. I don't know. I just don't think it's an awful idea if he's struggling in a game like very badly, like the Jets game. You know, take him out of the game and you know, make a statement, kind of like the Arizona game, like they did a few years ago. I mean. I think after the Arizona game, Stafford actually starts to click. The team starts to click. They finished the year 79 after starting the year 0-5. I mean, I they started Lombardi after the Kansas City game. It was after the Kansas City game. After yeah. London. After the London, yeah. ABC they hired and ABC, like, called kind of like a mini new offense or whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't know. The thing is that bothers me about the whole thing is that everybody try – there's like the, I feel like the media and everybody, all the sports analyst people that's talking about Stafford, I feel like they're putting him in like in the category of like Blake Bortles or something. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like they don't, really, they don't watch lines. They, they do something where you get clicks and views, right? They don't really care. I, they just want to make their money. I, I I get you, but here here's another situation, and I get people are saying Stafford is making X amount of money, and he should be playing at elite level, and blah 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 blah. Now. I haven't heard one sports analyst, one, uh, you know, media person talk about Derek Carr. Nobody talks about Derek Carr. It's like Derek Carr, and I think they're making the same amount of money this year. They're making the same amount of money. I think they're both making 25 a, a year. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Pretty close. The same thing. What has Derek Carr done for the Raiders that Stafford hasn't done for the Lions? Well, I mean, Derek Carr's getting heat with the Raiders. It's not like he's off the hook right now either. I mean, they're looking at uh, – I mean, I've heard – No. Uh, I've seen articles saying, like, you know, one of the Raiders going to replace Derek Carr. And, you know, there was trade rumors around him and um, by the trade deadline, he possibly going to Jacksonville or whatever. I mean, so I would I would disagree with that one. No, but I agree with Malcolm, though. Like, Derek Carr doesn't really get all of the They're putting it on greedy. But, like, Derek Carr, though, like, I don't think he's the problem in Oakland. I think he's a heck of a quarterback as well. He's, like, he has Stafford talent. Similar arms. He's a great quarterback. He's a good, not great. He's a really good quarterback. Top 10 talent. Can we all agree with that? Great arm. Accurate. Nice. I agree. I, I agree. And that's why he got paid because the, the team, they know what he brings to the team. They know that he's, all right, he's most majority of this offense. So that's why they go out and pay these guys. So... Derek Carr had a problem with the Raiders. They have the Raiders have more problems than the Lions right now. Yeah, they they have ninety nine problems. Yeah, they they got ninety nine problems. You know, but he's not he's not the problem. And same thing with Stafford. Stafford is not the problem. I, I don't know. I don't think he's the fully problem. I've never said that, but I I think he's part of the problem. Would you guys at least agree with me on that? Well, anytime your offense is not performing, even if the play calling is bad, he is part of the. I mean, everyone is part of the problem. Okay. The coaching staff, the receivers, the O-line. The running backs, surprisingly, are playing well. But the wide receivers and the O-line, they have to play better. When they play bad, it kind of falls on the QB. So everyone needs to play better. I think all of those are the problem. But the main problem, I'd say, is coaching. 
Okay, that's fair. I mean, I agree with coaching is the biggest problem. I just think there is a bit of a concern level, and, you know, I think there's a bit of a panic level right now, you know, around our quarterback situation. I wouldn't say 100% yet, but I think there is a little bit of a, a bit of a panic, and, you know, we just he's 30 years old right now, which is not old, but it's not young. I mean, been in the league for 10 years. You got to eventually take that jump and have some sort of expectations. And because I mean, missing the playoffs two straight years in a row, and this is going to be a disaster season. I mean, it's going to go ahead. I mean, it it happens, man. Malcolm, so I have a question. Stafford's making like 27 million a year, right? That's like the new norm for quarterbacks. Rodgers, I think, is making like 33 and a half. Ryan is making 30. Kirk Cousins is 28. So every quarterback's going to get paid. If the average quarterbacks are making $18 million a year, that's just the market. So I hate people are saying, oh, you pay this much money. You have well, I'm, I'm not complaining on that because I understand the market. I knew once Aaron Rodgers' contract got up, he would be the highest-paid quarterback. Um, I'm honestly shocked Jimmy Garoppolo makes more money than Stafford. That shocks me. But, but I mean, that is just the quarterback market. And, I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm not saying Stafford's an overpaid guy. But I would like to see him do better. I mean, it seems like he's... Since he's had the contract, I mean, he hasn't played as well as he was before, I guess. All right, you guys want to know something? This is like, this is not even a joke. So Blake Bortles' current contract is three years, $54 million. Blake Bortles, all right? Not like Blake Bortles is making $18 million a year, and $26.5 is guaranteed. So they're stuck with him this year, next year. After next year, they can move on. If they decide to trade him or release him, we'll have $16.5 in debt cap. Yeah, I mean, that's an awful situation. <laughs> it's the quarterback market. Case Keenum is making 18 mil a year. Arizona paid uh, Sam Bradford. I don't know how he got that, like 20 mil this year, right? Yeah, so but he's not worth that. I mean, he's not worth it to you, but that's the quarter. That's the market. Okay, that's fair. That's okay. kind of like, I wouldn't say cheap, but that's like a lower tier contract for a quarterback. Yeah. Like tier contract. That's, I mean... Bradford is not doesn't suck and he's not good. He's all right, you know. That that's what he's gonna get. Case Keenum got eighteen, and that's what people put Stafford as. They think I'm telling you, people put Stafford in that Sam Bradford category. They put him as the same skill level as Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford. which I don't get. Okay, what class would you put Matthew Stafford in right now? Uh, like I said, Ben, Big Ben. I mean, not to, not looking at wins because teams wins the games like. Those guys have good good teams. They have, well, you know... Just look no, at the quarterback. Have, just looking at quarterback, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan. He's in that category. Yeah. What about you, Pierre? So after the, I haven't been upper tier. So tier one is obviously Breeze, Rodgers, Brady. Those guys have done it consistently. And then the next year is probably like Mahomes, Stafford. So he's in that category. Tier two, upper tier. Where would you put Alex Smith? I mean, I like Alex Smith. A lot of people don't like him, but like, he's like he doesn't like to take deep shots. I put Alex Smith like lower tier two or upper tier three. He's so good with him though. Where I put Stafford? He's a, he's a he's a game he's a game manager, and that's not what Stafford is. Stafford's a gunslinger. You know, he just like you said. You know, you see him slinging the ball. He's a, he's a gunslinger, but you know, they haven't Alex played like Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a check down yeah. king. But I'm saying that's coaching. Yeah, that's 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 coaching. Even when he was in Kansas City, his you know he did a lot of checkdowns. Yeah, dude, and look at him now with Mahomes. They're slinging that ball like it's nothing. 
That's and that's the reason why they got rid of him because Mahomes throws a better deep ball. But I think we've got all our points on number nine. And uh... all right, that's it, everybody. Um, thank you for tuning in to episode five on our special with um, just a Stafford talk today. Um, my name is Malcolm. I am with the Detroit Lions video page. I'm Pierre from the Lions fan page. Tyler from Lions Nation. All right, guys. Peace. See ya. Peace.